Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. All right, ladies, welcome back to the show. We are continuing in a series that I started last week on relationships. If you did not catch last week's episode, uh, can I humbly encourage you to go back and listen to that as well? That episode is all about when you are labeled as too much, too loud, too assertive, too bold, too whatever. So if you have experienced or felt the weight of the labels that other people have placed on you, I believe that that episode will really help you let go of and shed some of those labels that are not meant for you. But this week, we're going to be talking about your inner circle. Who has permission to speak into your life? Who has direct access to you? Who who do you spend the most time with? All of those things really matter. I get a lot of questions on the topic of relationships. And so really, that's the heartbeat behind this, just this passion in my heart to create a short series on the most often asked questions. Just a little side note. The majority of those questions, unfortunately, they come through Facebook Messenger or direct messenger on Instagram. And I just have to say that even though it looks like I might be on social media a lot, I am not on social media a lot. I usually post my stuff and I'm off pretty quick. Uh, Not that I'm not interested in social media, but I just simply don't have the time for it. I don't have the capacity to sit and scroll and scroll and scroll. I do really feel strongly, and I think that it's important to engage with people who are commenting on on my posts. And so I do try to go back and answer questions or at least acknowledge that somebody is maybe commenting on something that I've shared. And do I always get to it? Not all of the time. Sometimes it's a little delayed of a response, but I do try to get back over there and respond and acknowledge people. But the thing is about Messenger on Facebook or DMs on Instagram, I don't get over there very quickly. I It might, might take days. It might take, in some cases, it might even take weeks, depending on what I have going on in my life at that particular time. And so the thing is, is people in, <laughs> in the past, they tend to get a little upset with me and they express their disappointment in me because I have not replied in what they feel as a timely manner. They feel ignored. They feel like they don't matter or they're not important to me. And none of that is true. It's just simply, I have a lot of moving pieces in my life. And I don't always have time to get over into those spaces. So that's why I always encourage people that if they have something that they want to share with me, if they have questions, if they maybe have a prayer request or something of that nature, to reach out to me 
through email. That is the best and most efficient way to get a hold of me and to connect with me. And so some people say, well, I don't have your email. I don't know your email. Well, but if people look at the the link in my in my bio, both on Facebook and Instagram, there are links to my website. And on that website, there's a, a page that says, contact me. <laughs> in other words, you can go there and you can send me an email and I will be happy to respond to people via email. Again, it's the best and most efficient way to connect with me. And I love connecting with people. I'm I'm not crabby about it. I enjoy it. But um, in all honesty, Messenger and DMs on Instagram usually isn't the most efficient way to, to reach out to me. All right. So enough of that. Again, this week's episode will cover your inner circle. Next week, we're going to touch on using wisdom in who you enter into partnerships and collaborations and even relationships with. So if you are single friend here tuning into the She Connects podcast, or you are someone who is maybe mentoring young girls in your youth group, or you are raising teenage daughters, you have grandchildren that are that are daughters, or maybe you're just, again, you're just a mentor of some kind in the life of a, or a young female. That's going to be really important for you to pay attention to some of the things that I'm going to be sharing in next week's episode in how to help these young girls create a standard for themselves so that they don't find themselves in unhealthy and toxic relationships with boys, really, who want to date them and want to spend time with them when they know their their true worth and their value, when they know their identity in Christ, they are less likely to find themselves in unhealthy male relationships. I'm also going to be talking about rebuilding trust because I, I think that oftentimes the idea of reengaging in relationships and finding and creating healthy community around ourselves can be hindered or, or we are kind of held back because we have seen through through other relationships we've seen trust broken and and so we are unwilling or we're very hesitant to re-engage or to let people back into our lives because of a past experience that we had and so I want to encourage any woman that would be listening next week that if that is you or maybe you're listening this week and that is something that you have experienced and you're just struggling with trusting people again, I want to encourage you that you can rebuild trust, that you can not only create healthy community around you, but you can be a part of healthy community. And so we're going to talk about that and what rebuilding trust looks like and how to know who you should invite a little bit closer into your life because they have earned your trust. Back in the day, Tim and I were the leaders of the youth group at the church that we attended. When talking to the students about relationships and who they hung out with, we often said, show me the five people you hang out with the most and I will show you your future. 
I'm sure that you have probably heard that, right? I mean, we have, we've, we've probably said it multiple times. You've probably said it maybe in, you know, in your own circles, maybe to your own kids, whether you have sons or daughters, it applies. Um, it's not gender specific, but we, we know what that means, don't we? But here's the thing. We as adults see the value in educating and teaching our kids about the importance of paying attention to who they spend their time with but somehow forget this when we become adults. We somehow become more tolerant as adults and what we allow into our lives. In other words, it's it's kind of like we we just sort of tolerate and put up with disrespect or behaviors or poor treatment or toxic type relationships. And I don't know, I, I feel like it's it's equally as important, not only when you are a young person growing up, but it's also important as an adult because who you spend your time with is really important. If the people that we spend the most time with are negative gossips or complainers, it will rub off on us in the same way if the people we are spending time with make everything about them. It's good to remember that it's difficult to be in a relationship with someone if you're doing all of the work. <laughs> have you ever been there? I have. And you know what? I decided like many years ago, I drew some hard lines and I realized that uh, to be in a healthy relationship doesn't mean that I have to chase people. If I have to chase people and almost kind of beg them to want to spend time with me or try to convince them that I'm a good person and that they should spend time with me, that person isn't isn't someone that should be in my inner circle and I need to reevaluate how much time I spend with that person because Man, I don't know about you, but our inner circle, we want people who are equally vested in us, that it's not all about, it's not all about them. It's not all about me, but it's like an equal investment. But if I have to chase people around, if, if people aren't necessarily reciprocating, man, we need to reevaluate that. I'd even add if the people that you spend the most time with are condescending, critical, or remind you of your past. It is time for a graceful release. Maybe you've never heard of that before, graceful release. If you stay with me through the end of this episode, I'm going to explain what a graceful release is, and I'm going to give you some tips in how to activate that in your own life. If you discover, maybe through this short relationship series, that maybe the Lord is highlighting some relationships that are toxic in your life that really aren't the best for you and you need to maybe reposition them. So we're going to be talking about that here in just a few minutes. Avoiding certain people to protect your emotional well-being isn't a sign of weakness, nor is it a sign that you are selfish or that you are being mean. Don't miss that. It actually means that you're wise Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 tells us to guard our hearts for out of it flow the issues of life. Maybe for you, the Lord will use this episode to help you with a graceful release. Maybe it's time for you to change the channel. Maybe it's time for you to turn it off. 
Maybe it's time for you to unsubscribe, unfollow, remove their number from your contact list, maybe put them on mute, block or walk away. Know your worth and stop giving discounts. I have to, I just want to say that again. Know your worth and stop giving discounts. When you think of your inner circle, those are the people who have earned your trust and you know them and their heart. I want to just pause there for a minute. They know your heart and you trust them. They have earned your trust. Trust is something that is earned. Again, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that next week. Trust Trust in a in a relationship just shouldn't be freely given, tossed about like anybody is trustworthy. That is highly unwise, and I highly discourage people in doing that. Trust is something that should be earned, and it's earned over a period of time. I remember when I was kind of newer in my faith and I just still had a lot of unhealed wounds and things that that I was still working on and the Lord was still healing and setting me free from. I was so insecure in not only relationships, I was insecure in who I was in Christ and definitely just really green and insecure in my faith. I did not understand this and I was, you know, really throwing out BFF titles like candy at a parade (laughs) and that is not healthy. It is not wise. And so I I just really want to speak into your life. Again, we're going to dive into a little bit more of that next week, but trust is something that is earned. Your inner circle are those who will tear open a hole in the roof and lower you down and place you at the feet of Jesus. That is actually a story in the Bible. You can find it in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it's really a part of the ministry of, of Jesus's earthly ministry while he was walking walking on the earth and ministering and touching lives where there was this lame person who wanted to get to Jesus. He was he was seeking and, and hoping and believing for a touch from Jesus to be healed, only there was such a crowd around Jesus that day that he couldn't make his way way through the crowd to get to Jesus. But because of his inner circle, don't miss this, because of his inner circle, the people that he was surrounded with, they were like, you're not going to quit. We're not just going to walk away. We're not just going to settle for no. We're going to instead, we're going to activate our faith. We're going to tear open uh, a hole in the roof and we're going to lower you down and place you at the feet of Jesus. Such a powerful story about the importance of who you surround yourself with. Having the wrong people around us can keep us stuck and from making forward progress. 2 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Man, how much more black and white can you get? Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17 tells us as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Man, so good. So good. Are those you're spending the majority of your time with, are they sharpening you? In other words, are they bringing the best out in you? Proverbs 13, 20 
says, walk with the wise and you will become wise. There again, that's just reinforcing what I said earlier. Whoever we spend the most time with, their character traits, their doff, it rubs off on us. This says right here, walk with the wise and you will become wise. And so, in other words, that's going to rub off on you. Their wisdom going to rub off on you. And likewise, hopefully your wisdom will rub off on them. And remember, I just said earlier, if, if instead we're hanging around with gossips and complainers, that will rub off on you. And so here we have been, we've been given this choice. What do we want to rub off on us? What do we want more of in our life? Do we want more wisdom or do we want more negativity? Do we want more healthy relationships or do we want more toxic toxicity in our lives? When we, who we surround ourselves with matters. Often because we're filtering relationships through old wounds, we settle for anyone out of two reasons mainly. There's probably more, but in my experience, not only in my own life, but 21 years of ministry and sitting with people, these are the two biggest reasons that I have found that people settle for just anyone. Number one, we're not making uh, decisions that reflect our value and worth in God. Or number two, we are unable to, due to a deep desire for connection, determine who is healthy, wise, and good for us. Again, it goes back to really understanding and being completely secure in first to whom you belong and who you are in Christ. Because when you know those two things and you walk them out confidently, man, you don't let just anybody speak into your life. You don't let just anybody have direct access to you. Because here's the thing, not everyone should have equal access to you. And here's where healthy boundaries come into place. You need to have healthy boundaries in your life, in your relationships, and pay attention to, to how people respond to your healthy boundaries. If you are really feeling like, you know what, the Lord has been speaking um, and really impressing upon my heart, challenging me in this area of my life to establish some healthy boundaries in the area of relationships. But man, I'm getting some pushback. You know what? That is all you need to know about how close that person should be to you. Because when you start establishing healthy boundaries, if people aren't supportive of that, that tells you a lot about that person. And here's the thing. You get to choose whether or not you're going to continue building those healthy relationships, building those healthy boundaries, or if you're just going to let go of establishing healthy boundaries because you're 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 more concerned about losing that relationship or uh, losing their approval or their opinion or their misunderstanding or their criticism of you of making some changes and establishing boundaries. And if, if you really want to maintain that relationship, you're going to have to continue to do what you've been doing if you want that relationship. But if you believe that you are being led to establish some healthy boundaries, you will probably get some resistance. You will probably get some questions and some people might might misunderstand why you're making some changes, but that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. Ask the Lord to help you and to give you wisdom 
in knowing how to build those healthy relationships and to stand your ground in making in making uh, healthy boundaries. Your inner circle, those you do life with, this is what they look like. This is what they sound like. Again, this isn't an exhaustive list, but it's a really great place to begin some self-reflection and evaluating Who's, who's in your life? Who's speaking into your life? Who are you spending your time with? So your inner circle, they want to see you win in life. They want to celebrate with you when you have good news. They want to see you grow in your faith. Remember last week, if you didn't listen to last week's message, I said in last week's episode that your growth, you pursuing the things of God and growing in your faith is something to be rejoiced over, not apologized about. Really important there. Again, your inner circle, they want to see you pursue God's best for your life and willing to lovingly call out toxic mindsets. Okay, so let me just explain that. It's important to understand that your inner circle, we are not surrounding with with people who are just, you know, kind of puffing us up and telling us everything that we want to hear. And they're only in our lives to keep us propped up and, and they're not willing to call out anything that's toxic. That's not healthy. We shouldn't want people to only just puff us up and tell us everything that's good about us. The people in my life, my inner circle, I'm grateful for them. Again, they've earned my trust and they've earned permission to speak into my life. And so sometimes when I maybe find myself in a type mindset and I'm maybe saying things that aren't reflective of God's nature or what deep down underneath all of the blah that I know to be true. I'm making comments that don't reflect that. These people in my life, they're willing to call that out in me lovingly. Again, they're not being critical. They're not being condescending. They're just saying, you know what, Susan, I don't believe that that is what God says about you. I don't believe that that's what God says about your calling. I don't believe that that's what God says about your life and about your future. And I think, Susan, that you have partnered with a lie. Somewhere you've partnered with a lie. And so can I pray with you? Can I call that out and expose that lie that you have partnered with somewhere along the way? And can I pray with you and remind you of what is true? That is lovingly calling out toxic mindsets. And we should be grateful for those in our inner circle who have earned our trust and earned permission to speak into our lives and call out toxic mindsets. Your inner circle are supportive of your healthy boundaries. They share your core values. They add value to your life. They hold a safe place for you and make time for you. It's important to remember that if these people, if these people are a part of your inner circle, that means that you are also offering these things to those people because it's a give and take. 
Remember, I was talking earlier, it's not all about them and it's not all about, it's not all about you. It's not all about me. So my inner circle, I am equally vested in their lives. I'm equally supportive of, of all the things that they are doing in their lives to reach higher in their faith and pursuing what God has for their life. I'm equally speaking into their life and celebrating, rejoicing with and for them. It's a give and a take. Iron sharpening iron. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 tells us to not forsake the assembling together because it's in the gathering together that we are encouraged and championed forward in our faith. A mutual giving back and forth of vesting in one another. So when you think about your inner circle, I think that it's important to understand the often quote that we hear a lot about, find your tribe and love them well. I mean, that's been around for, I don't know how long, but the thing is about the word tribe, I think it's important that we kind of unpack that word a little bit because I think that it has been often misinterpreted and to believe that like when we when we hear the word tribe, we immediately think of like this mass amount of people. And so if I can humbly unpack that and speak into your life and help you to broaden your definition of the word tribe and perhaps even redefine it. I want us to look at Jesus's model, how he modeled this for us in his earthly ministry. We know that he had 12 disciples. When you look at his earthly ministry in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he seemed to have three that he sort of pulled in a little bit closer, Peter, James, and John. And so what can we learn from Peter, James, and John? When you look at who they were in the Bible, they had certain traits that we can see about their lives. And so I want to just kind of unpack that a little bit in each of those in Peter, James, and John. And then I want to help you apply that then to your inner circle and, and really kind of what to look for in building and finding your quote unquote, tribe. So if we look at Peter, we see this guy, I mean, he is all in. When you look at the life of Peter, I mean, he was like, whatever Jesus you want, I am all in. I'm your guy. You say I can walk on water. I'm coming. I mean, it's all over, but the shouting, right? We see that. We understand that in the life of Peter. Uh, just a little side note, a um, little fun fact about yours truly. Out of all 12 disciples, I connect with Peter the most. I have just so, so many similarities to Peter's, just his character traits, his personality. I love studying Peter. The Peters in our life, they're the ones that spur and champion us forward to believe the Lord for greater things and to have a daring and a bold faith. James. Okay, so what do we know about James? We know that he was like a man committed to absolute truth. He was all about truth. He was all about the word. If you look at the book of James in the New Testament, it's a very black and white book of the Bible. There is no gray area there. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. I mean, he is just like 
absolute word. So staying close to the word, the James in our lives, they're the ones that are that are encouraging us to stay close to the word. And they will ask us when they maybe are hearing us talk about and thinking out loud about an upcoming decision or a direction that maybe we are considering. And they will lovingly say, what did the Lord say about that? So they're the James in our lives. They're the ones that are pointing us and directing us to God first and foremost, encouraging us to make sure that the Lord's voice is the loudest in our lives. The James in our lives remind us of what is true. They point us to Jesus and encourage us to seek godly wisdom. Finally, the Johns in our life. When you look at the life of John in the gospel, this guy knew that he was loved by Jesus. This is the disciple that leaned onto the chest of of Jesus at the Lord's Supper. I mean, he had a like just kind of an intimate type relationship with with Jesus and he just really knew that he was loved. I mean, <laughs> I often joke when you read about John and and after Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again and they, you know, kind of toward the end of like the Gospel of John when they went to the empty tomb and so John, the author of the Gospel of John, this John that we're talking about, it's funny because he writes, and the one that the Lord loved and the disciple that the Lord loved so much. I mean, clearly he wants <laughs> he wants the readers to know that he was loved. And and we, you know, I kind of joke about that, but you know, all, all joking aside, he must have been just so confident and so secure that Jesus loved him. And I think that that is really powerful and really impactful. The Johns in our lives are the ones who are always encouraging us. When we are discouraged in any area of of our life, they're the ones who come alongside us with words of encouragement. All right, let's talk about a graceful release. Uh, So we've kind of unpacked, you know, what your inner circle, what they look like, what they sound like. We've kind of looked at the ones that Jesus seemed to sort of pull in a little bit closer. Peter, James, and John looked at, you know, kind of what did they bring? What did they bring to to the table? What did they bring to their relationships? And, And then applied it to our own lives. Okay, so this graceful release, this is something that the Lord has taught me over the years in just relationships and sometimes reevaluating who who I give permission to speak into my life, who I spend the most time with. And I've noticed that, and you've probably noticed as well, as you pursue more of the Lord in your life, as you are reaching higher in your faith and you know that God is calling you into things that are deeper. He's wanting to take you further. And you're just making some changes that reflect that in your own life, maybe how you spend your time, your choices of entertainment, you know, what you say yes to, your boundaries, who you spend your time with. Oftentimes, your relationships will change. And we talked about that last week. And that is just sort of a byproduct of growing in your faith. So what happens then when relationships start to change and you begin to realize, I need to stop hanging around this person so much. I'm realizing that their negativity, their complaining critical spirit is kind of rubbing off on me. And I realize that after I've spent time with them, I feel like 
kind of critical and I feel negative and I feel discouraged. I don't feel so great about myself or about life or about my faith or about about God. And and so maybe the Lord is is wanting to help you maybe reposition that particular person in your life. And I think it's important to understand that we're not talking about sending someone an email or inviting them out for coffee and we're going to give people a piece of our mind and and we're going to say listen here I'm going through some changes and you're part of those changes and I just want you to know that you are negative you're a complainer you're critical and I'm not going to spend time with you anymore that's not what we're talking about here I'm not encouraging you to call people up I'm not encouraging you to send them letters I'm talking about a graceful release that really essentially looks like just repositioning people. And you don't have to communicate that to them. It's something between you and the Lord and wise counsel. So number one, I have three things that God has helped me with, and they are not in any particular order. So just because this first point is number one doesn't mean that this is the first thing you should do. If this is the, however, if that is what you feel like the Lord is leading you to do, then by all means do that. But these are not in any particular order. So number one, have a simple conversation with somebody, especially if it's someone that you have done a lot of life with. You have spent a lot of time with them. They've been a close friend of yours for many years. And maybe it's just a simple conversation that kind of sounds like this. You know, I'm going through a few changes in my life to help support my faith and and my desire to grow. And so I, I feel like I need to back out of being on that bowling league or spending time at that particular place, or I'm no longer able to participate in whatever it is. It doesn't have to be anything, anything big, anything complicated. And, and again, we're just simply communicating that we're going through, we're going through a few changes and their response is not your responsibility. I want to say that up front. Their response is not your responsibility. And in all honesty, it tells you all you need to know about that person. Remember the traits of the inner circle that I shared with earlier? They, they support your healthy boundaries. They support and encourage your, your pursuit of God's best in your life. And they want that for you. And so if, if you're sitting down and you're having this conversation, sharing your heart and they respond in like they get mad and start accusing you of certain things, you're learning a lot from that person. So pay attention to what you're learning. Number two, stop saying yes. Stop saying yes. You know, you can stay friendly, but don't break the contract that you've made with yourself. Again, like I said in last week's episode and I shared earlier, your growth is something to rejoice over, not apologize about. So sometimes we have to stop saying yes to the invitation to continue spending time with that particular person or at that particular place because we realize that is rubbing off on me and I just can't have that in my life. So stop saying yes. Just no longer no longer accept the invitation. Number 3. More often than not, the relationship will just simply fade. 
it will just simply fade. There's no drama. There's no, there's no tea to be spilled. There's nothing offensive that happened. More often than not, I would say nine times out of 10, the relationship just simply fades. And every single time that I have seen that in my own life, I see that as God going before me. He's going before me. And there's just been this repositioning and, and all the, it just seems like all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like I just don't hear from that person as often, or the invitations seem to not be coming as frequently, or like the desire just isn't there anymore. It's not, again, nothing bad, nothing bad about that individual. It's just that God is repositioning and just doing something different. And that's okay. The relationship just simply fades and that's okay. All right. So if you want to know a little bit more about relationships, and how to have realistic expectations of the people in your life. You might remember from last week, I sort of painted this illustration, uh, this picture in your mind about your inner circle and who has direct access to you. And I sort of used the, the example of like maybe attending a concert or a sporting event of some kind, you know, the, the closer you are to the stage or to the like you know the the floor of like maybe the basketball game or the baseball game or whatever the closer in proximity you are the the greater direct contact that you have with whatever's happening up front whereas if your tickets were you know, uh, purchased and the seating is a little bit further back, you don't have as close contact and direct access to what is going on in the front. So if you apply that to your relationships, it's important to understand where to position people so that you have realistic expectations because what people in your inner circle, those who are in your front row and have direct access to you, what expectations you have in that relationship should be, in all honesty, should be a lot different than maybe your coworker or maybe your doctor or your dentist or your neighbor or your acquaintance or maybe even certain members of your family and what happens is we place we place unhealthy or unrealistic expectations on people that should never be placed upon them. And so I've offered a a free resource for you. If that is something that you want to just look at and better understand, you can find that on my website. So click the link in the show notes. It's going to take you to my website. On the website, you will see a tab that says resources. Click that and then you'll find some free resources. Click on that. And there are actually two other uh, free resources for you to download, for you to take advantage of. One is on your identity in Christ with scripture to support those pieces of your identity. And then the other one is the names of God, which also has scripture references to support that. Both of them are not exhaustive lists, but a really great place to start. And they're free. Download them, print them off as many as you want. Share with your sister, share with your uh, life group, whatever. And then this week's free resource on your relationships and having realistic expectations of the people in your life. Next week, we're going to be talking about 
who you enter into partnerships and collaborations with. And again, I'm also going to be talking about your relationships. If you are a single person listening or even how to encourage and teach the young adult females in your life, like a a daughter or maybe someone that you are mentoring in your church group or maybe your grandchildren on how to have value and worth in who they are so that they don't wind up in unhealthy relationships with other young men that they uh, should not be in relationship with simply because it's unhealthy. Then we're also going to be talking about rebuilding trust. All right. So I just believe that this episode is going to champion you forward. Uh, I would love to hear from you, any takeaways that you have. And again, just know that you have value and you have worth and who you allow to speak into your life really matters and it's important. And I want to champion you and encourage you to establish those healthy boundaries. And that is a okay and it's wise. All right. Have a great rest of your week. I will catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, The more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.